choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony. I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to 100, nigga, real quick. What up, what up, what up? It's Kells at KMGZ on Twitter. I am back. This is Thanks for Asking Kells Radio, episode 145. What up, y'all? Uh... Ugh, it's been a long week and it's only Wednesday. It's been a long month. Like March has been a terrible month for me, and I, I don't know. Niggas talking about retrograde and shit. Like I, I know the basics. I don't know all that extra stuff. So I don't know if that means anything. But I just know this has been a stressful, stressful month for me, and um, I don't know. I just hope it gets better. I gotta figure some shit out. But anyway, um, I'm back. Um. So, let's get into it. Um, so, starting out with uh, yours in negritude, and there's a lot of yours in negritudes that could be given out, but um, I switched a few things around, and so I'm going to just, because, you know, it's been a minute, it's been a minute, so I just figured, you know, it's time It's time to drop one. It's, it's for Rihanna. It's going out to Rihanna. Listen, I got on, I think I told y'all before, I jumped on Snapchat just to follow Rihanna, like, I, I ain't give a fuck about nobody, I think she might have been the only one I followed, actually, I don't even remember how Snapchat worked if you follow, whatever, but I got on there for her, when she got off there, I got off Snapchat, I deleted it, and then she got on Instagram, now, I've said before, when Rihanna's working a lot, like, you, you can always tell when she's working, cause she's just, she'd just be working, she don't be bothered with the, the Instagrams and the Twits, she ain't been on Twitter in forever, I guess she said, fuck that, but she ain't been on the Instagrams in, in a minute, and I'm like, damn, I miss her, where's she at, like, and I mean, and whatever she been doing, she been tucked, because usually, like, the paparazzis or whoever, like, they caught her, her and Hassan, like, they usually catch her, like, coming and going, like, you know, if she's not on there, somebody catch her coming and going, she ain't been seen nowhere, so I'm like, what well, is she working, and she working DL, down low, because ain't nobody seen her, no, ain't seen her, ain't seen Jen, Melissa been up, but she been posting her own stuff, but she ain't, you know, and none of the group, none of, none of it, so, lo and behold, yesterday, or the day before, I can't remember, um, Fenty Beauty dropped some new kind of body lotion, and some shimmer, and some powder, I don't know, y'all know, I don't know the cosmetic products, to be on the basics, but, she dropped it, and she had these Instagram stories running on Instagram all day, and man, talk about she wasn't doing nothing but putting some kind of like bronze lotion, I don't know what it was, body lotion on her shoulder, and I was just captivated, I just watched that thing over and over and over and over, like the girl is a sorceress or a siren or something, cause she just be, don't doing nothing and just be fascinating, man, she had the uh, Malaysian, uh, I call it the Malaysian silky weed back, I love that, I love that, that's like my favorite one, when she had that hanging down, I was like, Lord Jesus, like, that's my favorite one, so she got that back in, um, I've been hearing some rumors that her and Hassan broke up, I don't know how true it is, they so super low, like, we didn't even know they was together for months, so I don't know, um, if that's true, um, but I've said before, you know, I don't, I don't trust them Arab dudes, so, I don't know, we'll see, but anyway, shout out to Rihanna, yours and negritude for having me and many on the timeline, uh, super fascinated with your, um, drop in after being gone for so long. 
All right. So, um, let's move on. I'm out of order here. Let's move on to current events. So, the first one is your man's, uh, I guess, uh, I don't even know what to call it, dalliance with um, Stormy Daniels. Again, I'm, they calling her a porn star. I'm not going to call her a porn star. I didn't even really, I thought, I thought that was just like, they was trying to like demean her. I didn't know she was actually a porn star and, and actually her own business, but I'm still not going to call her a porn star. But um, 60 Minutes interview, I ain't watched 60 Minutes in ages, mainly because it comes on at 7, and like during, you know, football season, football beyond, it's always something else going on at 7. So, um, I haven't watched it in decades, um, but I watched this one, and I said I said I wasn't, because I was like, I, I'm above that, I'm not going to watch that, it's already enough shit to bring this nigga down, but I was curious, so I watched it, and um, I'm glad I did, because what we discovered was that porn star Stormy Daniels gave a more logical, coherent, rational um, interview on 60 Minutes about this affair that she had. Or, excuse me, sorry. Maybe I'll just call it dal- a dalliance again. I don't know if it was an affair with the president than he has ever given in his life. And, you know, that's sh- that people were saying they were embarrassed. I'm like, eh. I mean, you should be embarrassed that we elected this dude. That was the most embarrassing thing. Now he represents us. So, I mean, hey, you elected him. Now, you ain't, my, my, my opinion is you elected him. You ain't got a right to be embarrassed. You should have been embarrassed by him, period. Like, you weren't embarrassed when you went in that voting booth and pulled and voted for him. Like, you should have been, but you weren't. So, now that, you know, all this stupid shit is just, like, out for everybody. Now you want to be embarrassed. Now it's the time to be, you voted for this nigga, you got to live with it. This is what you voted for. You voted for an idiot moron with no experience. He's a complete dummy who is um, just all the worst things that you can name is what he is. That's who you voted for, so this is what you get. So I don't know how you could be embarrassed, but I mean, that's the first reason. And I mean, I didn't, I thought it was a good interview. I, I believed her. I don't think she was lying. I mean, I think it's clear she's not lying because they paid her money. You don't pay somebody money for a story that's not true. You told them to get the fuck out of here, right? So, and then, and then... You d- certainly don't pay money for something that's not true and didn't th- threaten to threaten them to be quiet about it or sue them and all this stuff. If it's not true, if it's not true, you think that whatever, go to TMZ, whatever, bitch. Like that shit is bullshit. So I mean, I think it's clear that it's true. Um, I will say that Anderson Cooper stunk. Like he gave a word. Like he was just asking like. You're asking dumb questions. Like, ask the questions that people want to know. Like, he just kept, oh, but you could, all his questions was around, well, you could just be doing this for money. You could just be doing, why would she be up, sitting up on 60 minutes for money, sir? He gave, he made her sign an NDA. You know why you make people sign NDAs? Because things have happened, and you don't want them to say. You don't make people sign NDAs for shit that didn't happen. Hey, none of this shit happened. We want to, like, that doesn't make any sense. So, that's how, you know right there that she's not lying, because they made her sign an NDA. Who makes somebody sign an NDA for something that didn't occur? That's, that's, the point is non-disclosure of things that occurred. That's the whole point. So, I just thought his questions were dumb. He kept asking her about the money. Um, she was very articulate, you know. She was like, well, she signed it because they threatened her, and she was afraid. And, you know, this guy is, you know, running for president or whatever, and I didn't know who all these niggas was, and they came, they threatened me, they threatened my daughter. So I signed it. She was like, if I was in it for money, they only gave me 130 grand. Wouldn't I have asked for more? Like, a point. You know what I mean? Like, that's because when... 
that was my question when they said when I, you know because we kept seeing this figure thrown around I was like that ain't enough that ain't enough what the fuck who what, and who, where'd they get that weird number from like that's not enough but her story made sense look I, I ain't asked for none of this and uh, you know I just wanted to get it over with they threatened my family I took the 130 but you know um, your dumbass president didn't sign it he signed it in the alias it's a whole bunch of shit like the whole situation is like uh, a law school contracts question like is it a contract if it's not signed you know does it meet all the requirements for a written agreement like I could see this being a law school question but a law school exam question but I just thought that I thought she gave a good interview I think people thought because they kept calling her porn star I think she's I think people thought she was going to get up there sounding crazy and stupid like Betsy DeVos or Sarah Palin or one of them or, or Ivanka Trump one of them motherfucking dingbats that the Republicans always tried out like you know they somebody serious and put in front of us like we supposedly like this dumb bitch listen to this dumb bitch and she didn't she presented herself very well she was articulate, she didn't stumble, she didn't stutter, she had a story, she didn't embellish, she answered the questions, she had reasonable answers for it, um, she didn't look crazy, um, and I think she was extremely credible, I don't think nobody left that interview thinking that she was lying, um, not to mention your president hasn't really addressed her, and again, there's an NDA, like, you gotta be a fool to think that she's lying, when they made us, they paid her money, good American dollars, to not disclose what occurred, so I mean, that's kind of implicit that it occurred, because otherwise it wouldn't be a binding contract, you could, like, what are, what are we doing right here, we just signed the papers about nothing, so, you know, I, I said last week, and I, I, you know, I still kind of stick by it, I think, I mean, there's plenty of reasons for him to come down, but I think that, that that might be it, like, that might be the thing that brings him down, because, I mean, the Russians and all of that, it's too dependent on the congressional Republicans doing anything, and they show that they're not, and I'm I'm not confident that the Democrats will be able to come in and do any, uh, sweep in like they need to, like, I mean, I'm not saying they can't, I'm just saying I'm not confident that they, that they will. So, yeah. Stormy Daniels. This, you know, y'all voted for this, I don't, y'all ain't got the right to be embarrassed, cause those of us who, us black people who saw this shit for what it was, Ben saw it for what it was, we we embarrassed we embarrassed that we live in this dumbass country with y'all dumbass people, that's what we the ones that get to be embarrassed, y'all don't get to be embarrassed okay, moving on and I want to knock this one out the way fix um, quick, so, third, or yeah, the third part of, which I thought was the last episode, but now I heard there's another one, about y'all fix my life was on when I told y'all about the family with the seven boys and the girls, so this episode was focused on the mom, and I ain't got a lot to say about it, except them two parents ain't shit, neither one of them is shit, and I just ain't got really too much more to say about it, um, the daddy ain't shit, the mama ain't shit, um, you know, she was a crackhead, she was a smoker, she was sitting there looking all of the crackhead, looking all of the smoke. I don't know, they all, them smokers, they all got that same look, that same sunken in face, just staring, uh, teeth missing, just staring like, I don't know, look slow, look, I don't know, I guess the, the crack kills your brain after a while, I don't know, they all got that same look, and she had the voice like Newports, cause I guess all that crack rock over the years damages your vocal cords, and it was just a mess, she just had, she was combat, so I told you they had a daughter, and the daughter was, I mean, I don't know, the whole family screwed up, the daughter was just kind of like, yo, I just wanted my mom, I didn't care if he was on drugs, understandable, she was jealous, because she thought the boys, that the mom was always with the boys, 
the boys was like, we was jealous of you, cause you all, you had a place to live, and you had the good clothes, and she was like, yeah, I had all that, but I ain't have nothing else, and Ayala was like, yo, you got it fucked up, she was not with them, she was in these streets, these boys was in foster cares, and living in cars and shit, she was not with them, so it was just a whole, but basically the mom and the dad just fucked these kids' lives up, and they was just sitting there like they ain't know nothing that was going on, and you know, it just, I just, I don't know, I don't think nobody's life was fixed, as usual, and I just don't, I don't think, I don't know, I just don't know, I, I've said this before, a lot of people have this thing where, oh, this your family, you gotta reconcile, y'all gotta always be together, I don't believe that, I don't think that you need to have toxic people, or people who are not good for you, or people who just always with the fuck shit, and the drama, and the stress in your life, just cause they're your family, like, you might be better off without them, and I think these kids would have been better off without both of them, like, they done damaged y'all to death, y'all try to imagine, uh, repair y'all's relationship and get on with your life, cause these two, let them figure their shit out on their own, cause they, neither one of them, like, I would have felt different if either one of them was keeping it real and being real about it, but they was just both just on the bullshit still, you know, and I just, I was like, man, fuck both of y'all, but, I just wanted to give y'all a little update on that. It's just some more lives not fixed by Ayala. Um, all right, so move on to Atlanta Monster. So I got I told y'all last week that it started out strong. I didn't I didn't like it. I listened to the last episode last week, and the last episode was actually good because it finally got around to what I've been saying, which is that Wayne did it. And there's plenty of evidence, and all this other shit is bullshit. It's just all them episodes in between was just unnecessary. Like I wish he would have just spent you know, he went off just chasing all kind of waterfalls, none of them made sense, and, and it's like, I just wish he would have spent more time on, I understand you gotta discuss, and like I said, I've watched other documentaries, there have been other specials on Wayne Williams and Atlanta Child Murders that have been well done, and they and they cover, you know, here's the, here's the thing, just because the, people, the thing about con- this conspiracy theory is what I've been trying to say, and, and just this case, and uh, OJ, and other cases like this, and just all the things where I've been saying where people just, they just get they just get carried away is gaps, just because there are gaps in evidence, or gaps in the story, or there's gap, like you don't know, you can't explain every, that don't mean there are holes, you know what I'm saying, like a gap does not mean there's a hole, just cause it's a gap here or a gap, like maybe you can't connect all the dots, all your Legos don't snap together, but most of them do and you got a frame, it doesn't mean that that, that the, the thing is not a house, like you got the frame maybe you don't got the front door, but you can look at it and you can see, oh that's a house and that's the issue I have with these people that run wild with these conspiracy theories, OJ didn't do it, it's like you're not making any sense, you're way out here in the field, when the house is over here, here is the frame of the house, maybe it don't have a door, the door don't have a doorknob, the windows are not in, the rugs are not laid, but you see that they have built a frame of a house, it's a house, there's gaps, but there's not holes, there's a floor, there's a roof, there's a frame, and that's what was bug, that's what irritates me so much about just some of these cases, OJ, and this one, it's like all, you want to run off and talk about all the gaps and all what they don't have, it's a lot of shit they don't have, but what they do have, you're, you're off in like, and like could be, would be, what if land, it could be anything, like there are endless possibilities of what it could be, none of those things are probable though, yeah, it could be anything, technically, you know, a bolt of lightning could have came out the, and, and struck them and, and vaporized them, and that's what happened, like it could be anything, 
People always want to run off with the possibilities and ignore the probabilities. Like, this dude, it was, they had so much evidence on him. Again, why were you on that bridge? They never explained, and I don't want to hear about how, oh, well, the cop was asleep. There's no evidence he was asleep. You're speculating. You're speculating he was asleep. There's no evidence he was asleep. The man said he was sitting under the bridge on a stakeout. He heard a splash. He looked up. And uh, uh, he, he didn't. He didn't see anything. He looked back. He took his flashlight, looked back down to the water. He saw huge waves, but he didn't see anything. He looked back up. He didn't see, but he saw lights come on the car. But if he was gonna lie, wouldn't he have said, "Yeah, I saw the body." They found the body, right? Wouldn't he have said, "I saw the body"? Like you know, like the man heard a splash. They found Wayne on the bridge a f- few days later. I can't remember when they found a body. I don't want to hear about how, oh, well, how can he lift a body? How can he do this? How can he do that? Oh, well, I think he was asleep. Oh, it could have, it could have been, it could have been a lot of things. But the man was found on the bridge at night. He threw that body. And I mean, I'm sorry, they found the body. So, I mean, the inference is he had a, he had a bogus story that kept changing about what he was doing. First he had a note, then his mom wrote the note, then he wrote the note and all this bullshit. So that was the last episode. Pain, it's been other lives. It's a part that's been driving me crazy. If you listen to Wayne, if you just listen to him, don't, don't listen to narration. Don't worry about what the story is saying. Just listen to Wayne talk. He, you can't, he lies several times just in one sentence, but that's the point I was making about pain. Like, you could tell pain not used to black people and not used to being around niggas because I heard it. I was like, Dwayne, that don't make sense. You just said blah, blah, blah. But pain, because again, Wayne is soft spoken and he speaks, you know, if you, if, if people speak in a certain tone and a certain timbre and they don't get excited and they use certain words and they seem relatively intelligent, a lot of people will think that that means they're smart or they legit or they're saying something really important. They're not, they bullshit and they just figured out how to, how to work it. Pimps, preachers, it's how they get people, right? Wayne was telling many, many lies, and that's why I was getting frustrated, like, pain, listen to what he said, that don't even make sense, how do that sound, listen to this, this person, he sounds crazy, CIA, what are you talking about, like, I was getting really, so the last episode, he finally, and it could have been the build-up, like, he might have realized it so long and just stretched it out, that's possible, uh, you know, it's, it's possible, but I feel like he stretched it out too long, so he caught, like, the whole thing about the Wayne being on the bridge, is really what killed him, because he said that, well, it's one of the things that killed him, he said that he was going to meet, you know, he was doing a record label, and he was going to meet this girl named Cheryl Johnson, his mom had wrote the note, he's got this long story about why he was on that bridge that's, you know, nothing to do with him throwing a body over and killing these boys, right, supposedly, he was trying to find this girl's house, he didn't know her address, had never been there before, Payne called him in a lie, because, you know, he had been recording it or whatever, and he's talking to the cops, and he just, so they started playing back Wayne's version of the story, and how many different versions of the story he told, because, and Wayne, like, when I was telling y'all before, Wayne's not even a good liar, Wayne is one of them liars where, y'all, 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 those of y'all who know, know, the crackhead liar, like, hey, man, you know, I I went to the store, y'all, let me get five dollars, I gotta go pay a bill, go pay a bill, you just said you had to go to school, oh, nah, nah, that was yesterday, I went to the store yesterday, I gotta pay a bill today, remember I told you, you gave me two, that was for the bill, like, that's how Wayne was, like, he would say something, and if you catch that it didn't make sense, then he'd change the story, no, 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 Payne, see, that's not, that's, that's not what I told you, remember, the, here's the point, and so Payne kept catching him on this note story, because first he said his mom wrote the note, and then, um, 
Payne asked him something about that because the story didn't match up. Well, no, see, I wrote the note. I had a whole bunch of notes in the pocket. The problem is they matched notes by my handwriting. Payne was like, but by your handwriting, you said your mom wrote the note. No, she did write the note. And he so he was he kept playing the different versions of the story. And then he would go back and check with people. Like, so he would talk to the cops. So the cop was like, so you found the note? No, we never found the note. Wayne's like, yeah, they found, I had a whole clipboard full of notes. See, they matched the note up. And Payne was like, wait, wait a minute. They... They didn't match, they didn't find the note. That's part of the reason why they suspected he never found the note. So, this last episode is him and catching Wayne in this lie and keep pressing it and keep pressing it and keep pressing it. And then you see, then you start to see, okay, this dude is a liar. But I just feel like he could have been doing that. He lies so much about so many things. I just think he could have been doing that all along. So then, the last thing they did is, and, and all along the cops, the and I know cops lie and all of that and all of this, I know. But you can't, the facts were what they were. You can't lie about the facts. The cops never tried to embellish. They just said, look, this is what we found. He said he had a note. We never found a note. We found the body. We found these fibers. We found this dog hair. And then they say for this last episode, which when I kept saying it was other evidence, it was so much evidence in this case that wasn't being mentioned. So he finally said they also found blood in the car that matched the victim's wasn't Wayne to match the victim, so it was, and it was a lot of evidence, like, they got Wayne because the fiber, it wasn't just fibers, the fibers that they found on these bodies were so unique, they were brand new, some, like, kind of brand new fiber they had just invented, they were so new, unique, they only saw, it was like a certain carpet that was brand new, then only a certain number of people bought, they could trace it to the factory, they could trace who bought it, it was only a few people who bought it, and one of the people was Wayne Williams, the all, you know, the, the same guy that got caught on the bridge, and not just the, the fibers of the rugs, they also found matched it to his dog, and it was all kind of physical evidence that really matched him, right? So, and they bought, so they showed, they went through all of that, we then bought this guy, black, regular black Atlanta guy, you can tell by his accent, and I can't remember if they said his name or not, uh, maybe they did, maybe they didn't, I can't recall, but he got on there, and, he, and the first thing, he stuck out to me, because the first thing he said was, hey man, I ain't trying to keep no nigga in jail, and he said nigga, and Payne didn't, Payne didn't edit or nothing, he just let the man talk like he talked, he was like, I ain't trying to keep no nigga in jail or nothing, but I'm gonna tell you a story, so he told a story about him and his cousin, he said, did he say it was in East Atlanta? I think he said it was over by East Atlanta. I don't know Atlanta that well. I know a little bit. And he said it was him and his cousin was riding their bikes and in the park or something like that. And um, I think he's I forgot what he said. They got off their bikes for something. They was playing maybe. They got off their bikes. And when they came back, they went walking or whatever in this park. They came back. Their bikes was missing. And he was like, you know, we, we looking around, like, this is an empty park, there was nobody around, it was, I mean, this is like 1979, 80, and ain't like now, like, back then, I don't know if y'all know, I was like, you could leave, I mean, you couldn't, people still stole, but, like, not like now, where, like, if you don't chain your bike, like, right away, that should be going, it wasn't like that, like, you could be in a park and leave your bike, and, and probably not be stolen, you couldn't leave it out all night, or walk away for a long time, but you could leave it, so they said the bikes were stolen, which they thought was odd, so they said, they standing there like, damn, what we gonna do, we ain't got no bikes, I guess we gotta ride back, or whatever, so, and they said, he said, and at that time, a guy came out the woods, and was like, hey, what y'all doing, it was like, oh, nothing, you know, we just, somebody stole our bikes, and he was like, oh, alright, well, my daddy is a reverend over here at the church, and we about to leave, I can give y'all a ride, so he said, you know, his cousin was like, okay, well, go, you know, sure, go get your daddy. And they said the guy kept trying to get him in the car, and they was like, no, we're not going to get in the car, but you go get your daddy, and we'll get in the car. We're not going to get in the car, but you go get your father, because he said, you know, and he just said he kept trying to get him in the car, kept trying to get him in the car, and finally when his little talk wasn't trying to get him, he snapped, 
and tried to grab them in the car. And, and he said the dude just snapped. He's like, he's just a different person. He started cussing and grabbing us and everything, trying to get us in the car. He said, my cousin took off one way, I took off the other, because it was two of us. You know, he couldn't get neither one of us, so he got away. So he's like, I ran, and my cousin ran the other way. He was like, so, you know, I ran as far as I could. I ain't see the dude no more, but I had to find my cousin. Oh, like, hope he ain't get my cousin. So he said, you know, he was about to go back, and he seen his cousin come running out. And he's like, oh, what happened? He was like, man, I just took off running. He ain't chased me, so him and his cousin met back up. He was like, that dude was Wayne Williams. He said, and I know it was Wayne Williams because when they finally caught him or when they suspected him and he was all on the news and everything saying this is the guy they think is the killer, I turned to my mama because, you know, he had came home and told his mom about the story. He said, I was like, that's who the guy that tried to grab us. He was like, that's him. And he was, and um, so he said, so I knew that from that, that he was like, he probably would have killed me that day. He was like, and for all I know, he might have stole our bikes. Because he was like, it wasn't nobody out there. It was just me and him. That's why we left our bikes. It was nobody out there to take our bike. We come back, our bikes. He was like, so for all we know, he might have took our bikes to knowing we wouldn't have a ride to offer to give us a ride. And he might have killed. He was like, and if it wasn't for my cousin that day, he was like, because the guy was regularly was short. You know how Wayne Williams look, or if you don't Google him, he looked harmless. He was like, I might have gotten the car by myself, but if my cousin was like, nah, we're not getting the car, he's like, if it was just been me, he might have killed me that day, and he was like, and I know that was Wayne Williams, he was like, and it was people in the neighborhood, I guess he had tried to snatch other kids, that, that was like, yo, watch out for that, he was like, they ain't say watch out for the Atlanta killer, or they said watch out for Wayne Williams, we knew who that dude was, and called him by name, and to watch out for him, and this was, he was like, so, you know, I ain't, I ain't go to trial, they ain't ask me nothing, nothing like that, I mind my business, but I, cause you know, they got the guy, so I figured they got him, I ain't, you know, alright, well they must know what they doing and everything, so I ain't need to say nothing, he was like, but that nigga did it, <laughs> he basically was like, he was like, I don't know what they talking about, all this conspiracy and all these people that lost their children, and I'm sure, you know, I don't know what the, uh, you know, what they saying about the cops and everything, and he was like, I ain't here to, you know, cape for the cops or nothing like that, he was like, but that, it was Wayne Williams, he was like, I don't know what they talking about, that dude to try to snatch us that day was Wayne Williams and he tried to snatch other kids that day and that's all I know basically, and you gotta listen to it, and so Payne was like, and so I thought it was only fair that I take this story back to Wayne, so he tells Wayne the story, and you know, Wayne, oh that's ridiculous and where was these people at Wayne, you know, same thing, well, hey, wasn't that doing the trial, where was it said, that's ridiculous, why would I do that same old con man shit so, said all that to say, the last episode was really good. So, if you are listening to it and you like me and you're getting a little like, oh, come on with this conspiracy shit, this shit don't, just keep, just stick with it and get to it. it the end, the last episode makes up for that. I think Payne dragged it out a little bit, but I guess he wanted to give it a, you know, I guess he wanted to air it all the way out and be fair with it. But I just think some of that stuff, the, dude, the YouTube, the Hotep YouTube dude and the CIA, I just wish. I just wish he would have focused a little bit more on the evidence, because there's a lot of evidence in the case. And, and then another um, powerful witness they, that he had on the last one was, is a lawyer or was a cop? I can't remember. It was either a lawyer or it was a cop. And, um, they, you know, he was talking to him, and he was like, look, he's talking about all the people on the case and, and how the case went. And he was like, look, um, he was naming all the lawyers that had been involved with this, he was like, his lawyer was really, Wayne's lawyer was really good, because 
um, you know, Wayne was trying to say, oh, they messed the trial up and they blew the trial. And the guy was like, nah, they, the Lord's is really good. They was like, look, all kind of people came down here at one time because they was looking at the gaps and like, okay, miss, make sure we got the right guy and all this stuff. It might not be, you know, he's like, and every lawyer has walked away because they see, they figured out, okay, they got the right guy. And that was also very proud. He was like, why, you think this guy, he was like, look how many people on death row got all these lawyers helping. He was like, this guy done had every lawyer come down here, try to help him. Oh, I'm gonna get him off. And he said, and every last one of them, ain't nobody down here trying to cape for Wayne Williams but you, basically is what he was saying, it was like, cause they know all figured out that, oh, this is the right guy and furthermore, in one of the episodes, Wayne is talking about this cop, there was one of the cops that was investigating him back in the day, and one of these cops was like, he, Wayne said the cop said, he don't think he did it and you go talk to him, and he'll tell you about all the conspiracy, and I told y'all last week about this conspiracy, Wayne been talking about this Atlanta PD conspiracy to keep him in jail, but it's been 40 years, Wayne, the who, Mayor um, Maynard Jackson, is that his name, whatever the mayor of Atlanta was, all these, all this shit that he talking is why he in jail, but I'm like, but who are these people is still, who on Atlanta PD now, some of these people in Atlanta PD wasn't even born back then, what conspiracy, who is going to be keeping this conspiracy for 40 years to keep your black ass in jail, for what, like, them people is dead and gone or retired or whatever, they nobody, for what, so, um, yeah, they, they, they talked to the guy, one of the, one of the cops who he claimed was, you know, going to reveal the conspiracy and tell how deep it goes, and tell what's getting covered up, and the guy basically wrote a letter to Payne because he was in jail, and the letter he wrote back was like, look, I have no more information on Wayne now than I did then. He was like, I don't, I cannot tell you, I cannot say 100% that he is guilty because of all these issues, but I cannot say that he is innocent. And that also was very powerful because Wayne made it seem like, oh, this guy got all the answers, he gonna tell you everything. And that dude was like, look, I, I don't know if, I can't, I'm not telling you he's innocent, I'm, I'm not saying he's guilty. And at the time, I thought he was I mean, this guy's in jail, right? If he thought the dude was innocent, what he could say, hey, it's a setup or whatever, like, what's it gonna hurt? He in jail. He was like, yo, I ain't got no further information. I ain't got no more. I have no, basically what he said is, I have nothing today that points to his, in, nothing more today that, that I can say makes him innocent than we did back then when he got convicted. So, the last episode made all the rest of them worth it. It was really good. And I was just like, about time, because if you just listen to this dude, like, he is so obviously a liar, and Payne was just eating it up, and listening to all these barbershop niggas with their barbershop tails, and just eating it up, and chasing down these tips, and I was like, Payne, 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 these niggas is just, they they don't, they just talking shit, like, none of this makes sense, it's what niggas do, um, yeah, somebody pointed out, which I didn't even realize they pointed out, he kind of was the same way on his Up and Vanish podcast, and I told y'all it's better, when he was down in Georgia with like, the, the country, Georgia, it was kind of the same thing, like, they was doing country shit, and he just was like, not getting it, and they was using, you know certain, certain phrases, and just certain things they were doing, and I was like oh, this guy full of shit, but pain, pain just wasn't picking up on it, you know how white people them white liberals sometimes, they go out of their way to give everybody deference, and think somebody could be, you know, really have a point when they clearly don't, but they don't want to say, oh, this nigga's crazy so they, you know, it was kind of like that like, alright, pain, this, but that shit just don't make sense though, so moving on from that um, so, actually let's leave that for last so, um, the other thing I wanted to mention was the March for Our Lives, uh, which occurred last Saturday, where a bunch of kids from all over marched 
well, there was a march in D.C., but they were marching all over. So they marched in all the major cities for, you know, gun control and the school shootings and all that. And um, I was in and out on Saturday because I had stuff to do, but I saw a few clips and I saw it on MSNBC. And, like, it was really great. I was really proud of those kids. Like, those kids was not coming around. They came out thick. They was out there, and they were prepared. And they had speeches, and they had things to say. And it was so great, and it was like, I felt way better about it than that woman's march. Because that woman's march, like, half y'all out there voted for Trump. Now y'all just out here with some bullshit. But these kids were sincere. And, but the thing that I want to talk about is, I saw on Twitter and a few other places where people was like, and just in general, oh, you know, it's funny that now these, just the white suburban kids coming out talk about this, they getting all this attention, but where were y'all when we, Black Lives Matter, when we was protesting, you know, the cops shooting us, which is the same thing, gun violence, right? It's all related, and, and where was y'all at? Nowhere. And I get that point, I get what you're saying with that, but I don't really think that's accurate because nobody was paying attention to us, we didn't get no attention, I don't think that's accurate, um Black Lives Matter marches and the protests were on TV, they were on the news they were on MSNBC um, I told y'all I went to Boston, I was up in Lexington Massachusetts, the whitest white, white, white and I saw Black Lives Matter everywhere, so I think, I don't think that's accurate to say nobody got attention, I think what y'all are, or what the complaint is, is that maybe you're not getting, you know, the front of the magazine covers and on the shows like they are, but I don't even think that's accurate, but maybe to some degree, but, like, was that the point, or was the point to draw attention to these things and galvanize people to to get moving and get off their asses and start trying to make change, because that's what's, well, that's what's happening, and I would argue that you did have a lot of effect, and you did get a lot of attention, because why do you think these kids are marching? Because they saw what y'all did. They saw, hey, we ain't got to sit back here and wait for these fucking politicians and shit. We can get out in the street, and we can march. Wasn't nobody protesting, woman, all of that. All of that was from Black Lives Matter. And people was at the, um, at the children's march with hands up, don't shoot. Like, I watched it. I saw them out there, hands up, don't shoot on their hands. Black Lives, it was all signs. The kid, they had a little 11-year-old girl that got up there, God bless her, and, like, gave this speech, like, yo, I'm up here to represent the, all the, um, black women that have been getting brutalized and killed also, and not getting no attention, they had kids from Chicago up there, like, yeah, we was up here, we're here too, like, it's not, gun violence and gu- it's gun violence, it's not just shooting up the schools, it's us out, we can't walk out in the street, like, y'all, y'all terrified of, of school shooter drills, we got going out the house drills, cause the nigga trying to shoot us they had, it was good, it was well represented, they, they invited everybody they asked them specifically they, the guy that, um, used they talked to, his name is David Hogue, and David Hogue be straight face that nigga do not play around he was on MSNBC, he's been everywhere and he was like, look, we give all the credit to Black Lives Matter, we reached out to them because they started this, they galvanized this, they showed us that we can't have a voice to make a difference and we asked them there and they came and it was peop- It was kids from all over, I was very impressed I was way more impressed with that than I was with the Women's March because I felt like it was sincere and I felt like them kids meant what they were saying and they really wanted to be there and they came down in buses and they interviewed the kids with the kids from Chicago, all over, like, kids from Chicago and Cleveland, you know, was like, yeah, we came here because, you know, we live in these areas where, you know, we, street violence and gun violence and all that, and it's not just about school shootings, and we wanted to get our face out there, and, and they, and they had them there, and they had put them on the air, at least MSNBC did, I don't know what CNN does, but I don't watch CNN, and, um, you know, they had this one girl that made the point, like, yo, you know, it can't just be because your little suburban kids are getting shot up, gun violence, and gun violence, the cops are killing us, so, 
I just thought it was really great, and I don't think the critiques are fair. I get what y'all saying, but I don't think that's really accurate. And actually, I think it's kind of bullshit because I think what y'all really want is like y'all want attention and y'all want to be in a spotlight. And that's not what it's supposed to be about. It's like it's supposed to be changed and get this shit changed. It's supposed to galvanize people and get people, wake people up and stop people being complacent and stop, you know, doing all this bullshit, not voting in all this, you know, dumb shit and get out there. And that's what they're doing, number one. And number two, like, and like I say this in different areas, but it's kind of all the same point. Everybody can't be in a spotlight, yo. People seem to be so, everybody plays a role, right? Martin Luther King was the face of the movement, but do you know how many people you never heard of that made that shit work, that was out there marching, that was walking, boycotting them buses, walking to work, Miss Myra and Mr. Ed and them, they ain't, they ain't, they, they was just boycotting, they they wasn't a the spotlight, they wasn't, but they, they did their part, everybody plays a part, and it can't, everybody can't always be in a spotlight, man, the spotlight is, 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 it, it take a certain type, you gotta be photogenic, me not ugly, it's a fact, um, you gotta know how to speak, you gotta be, you know, you gotta be able to articulate, you gotta be a little bit intelligent, like, you can't, like, we all know about the girl that was, that was on the bus that got arrested before Rosa, but she wasn't the one, she wasn't sophisticated enough, she ain't not, and a lot of people get upset about that, oh, you being elitist, alright, whatever, it, 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 it is what it is, facts is facts, and we all know that everybody is not built for the stage, your role is not the stage, and if you really are worried about the work and getting results, you shouldn't care. If that's not if you if that's not for you, it's not for you. I, again, I don't have I have my opinions on D Ray, but I think a lot of people hate on D Ray because he's on TV and he's the face, and it's like oh he's not doing the work, but he is though. He's not maybe not doing what you're doing, but that don't mean he's not doing work. Somebody got to be the face. Somebody got to be the communicator. Somebody has to sit up there with the microphone and say look this is what we're trying to do, this is why we're trying to do it, this is our goals, this is the thing, somebody has to do that, and it can't be everybody, and I don't understand how, how, I mean, I do understand, but I think it's whack that y'all try to dismiss people or shoot people down and make it seem like it's not really about the movement, it's about, it's about wanting attention and wanting to be in the limelight, and that ain't about nothing, so, I don't agree, I mean, I get what you're saying, they didn't put, I, I don't even know if that's true, I would have to research, because I remember a few Black Lives Matter covers, like, I met the, the famous one with the, the kid picking up the, um, the dude with the dreads, picking up the, um, was it, tear gas, and throwing it with the bag of chips in his hand, that's a very famous, uh, picture, and I think I recall seeing that on Time, on Newsweek, or I think it was Time, and, and a few papers, so, I don't think that's accurate that, you know, we didn't get the covers, and we didn't get this, and we didn't get that, what, what the what the issue is, and what you really need to be, be mad at is certain of these news outlets pick and choose. You know, they might want to tell a certain picture, and they might only want to put certain people on the cover. But I saw the Time cover, and they had they didn't just have white kids on there, and they didn't just have the, the um Florida shooting kids on. They had um uh, what's her name Gonzale- Emma Gonzalez, who is dog that speech she gave. So that girl, that girl's, I don't know how old she is, 16, 17, but that girl is for real, like, she's, I don't know if they help them kids write them speeches, I don't, I don't know if they do, I don't think they do, but she got up there, basically, so I think the shooting at the school lasts for, like, I think six minutes and some change, and she basically got up there, she gave a little speech, and she read, you know, about, said her friend's names, and read about it, and then she was there silent, 
for like the whole six minutes and it was like the point of it was like this is how long it took but also it was uncomfortable and it was like yeah we're not here to make y'all comfortable we're not gonna give y'all pretty speeches we're gonna stand here for six minutes in silence and let y'all be uncomfortable and think about it and I thought that was really dope like these kids are 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 really smart um and really just I mean I still how do I put this I, the kids are gonna be alright and I guess in the future we gonna be alright but if if this is any indicator, but that's not helping us now. And honestly, like we could do so much. We have already done so much damage, and we could do so much damage more to come. That even even though they might ha- they might have so much to undo. Like, look, man, look how long it took from the end of slavery, eighteen sixty five, the official end of slavery, to get to civil rights. 1955, almost another hundred years of constant um, people constantly marching in different waves and, and pushing and Thurgood Marshall's out there doing him, his thing and people's march. It took all the way to 1955 just to get the shit that was that was supposed to have been instituted in 1865, right? So it's great to say these kids are young and they're coming in, they're gonna register the vote and they're liberal, but like you can still do like it ain't no guarantee we, I mean, if I think they gonna get the nigga out of there, but if they don't, and he won re-election, that's eight years, like, it could take a, a lifetime, it could take another hundred years to undo this, so I'm not, I'm not jumping on that, oh, the kids, I'm, yeah, the kids are gonna be alright, like, hopefully they'll push to it, but like, we could be fucked up for all of our lifetimes, right? I ain't gonna live another hundred years. Ain't none of us, unless you, even if you was born today, like, a lot of people don't make it to a hundred, so if you're an infant born today, you won't necessarily live to a hundred, so your lifetime gonna be fucked up, like, so, you know, I'm not really shooting the confetti gun yet, but, I mean, it is promising. I mean, I, I will feel a lot better, I will say, if these midterm elections sweep blue, like they say. I have my doubts, though, because... You know, we still got these gerrymandered districts and we still got these, you know, congressional and all these districts drawn up to the way they are that lets Republicans um, stay control. And outside of a few districts, I think there was a case in North Carolina and the one in Pennsylvania. I haven't heard about too much else changing. So I don't know. We still, we ain't dealing with the Russians. Um, the Russians can still fuck with our shit. Um, they done put John Bolton in the fucking war seat, that nigga's a fucking loony tunes, he was too crazy for George Bush even to, to fucking deal with, so that tell you, that nigga started a war um, that's still going on but he couldn't, John Bolton was too crazy for him, so that lets you know right there how bad that is, so you know, I still, I still I don't, I have hope hope springs eternal but I don't have a lot of faith you know, I, I'm, I'm almost I don't know, like, it might just be for survival, but I just gotta resign myself to shit is gonna be fucked up. And then if it's not, that's extra. But I, I can't be out here acting like shit is gonna get better and shit is all gonna be roses and then it turn out that, you know, we wake up in the Hunger Games and shit. Like, that's, 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 that crush your spirit. That's how niggas don't make it. So I, I, I can't do that. I'm preparing for, I'm still preparing for the fucking worst and expecting the fucking worst. And if it happens to not be the worst, then okay, great. So, all I'm doing is I'm trying to keep my head down. I'm trying to figure out how I'm getting my ass back out to California, closer to the people who love me. And, um, I mean, I got people who love me here, too, but close to people who love me and I want to be near, I put it like that. Um, and, and figure out how to work that out and soon, because the years are rolling by, but, like, 
I'm just trying to. T- I don't know. I, I I don't. I I do. I do. I do think though that I don't know how it's going to occur. I don't know what the mechanism is going to be, but I do think that they're going to impeach Trump. I just don't know when or how or or by what mechanism. I think Nixon was before my time, but I think and I should have googled this, but I believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nixon didn't get um impeached his second term. He got reelected. Yeah, that's right. He got reelected in the landslide, and then it was the second term he got impeached. So it might go that way for Trump. Like he might get reelected and then you know, get impeached then. I don't know. I, I would like for it to not go that far. I would. Uh, I don't think it should go that far. But again, you got to have people in in the Congress who are willing to do their job. And right now, we see they're not, and they're complicit. And some of them probably in on the fuck shit too. And that's why they won't do nothing. Um, yeah. So I I ain't mean to <laughs> I ain't mean to end on that depressing note. But I mean, it is what it is. Um, shout out to Rihanna. Hey, bae. Uh, pick it up with that. So, guys, um, oh, Rose B sent me an e. Listen, you sent me an email. I, I, I told y'all, March been rough. I've had rough weeks, been really rough, and I've been like kind of stressed and just kind of like unhappy. I, I won't get into why it's work related, um, but doesn't matter. And I was like, Lord, please just send me a sign, like, help me out, like, show me what I'm supposed to do, do something, because, like, this shit is whack, and he gave me two, two signs, and one of them was your email that you sent me, that you like the podcast, and you've been listening, and you like the, um, perspective I give, which is 30, 40 years old, because that, and that, and that was my goal, because I was like, yo, all these podcasts out here are directed toward millennials, which is great, I like a lot of them, but I'm not a millennial, and I don't connect with a lot of it, and some of the shit y'all be saying, I'll be like, the fuck is you talking about, like, who does that, right, so I was like, yo, it, I know if I want to hear it, then it gotta be other people that want to hear it, and that's why I was like, yo, I'm doing this, this is, I'm Gen X, I'm doing this, for people that was um, born between, um, I think it's 1970 and 19... 80, is that your next? Or 85, I can't recall. Whatever, y'all, it keep changing. But I was like, for us, 80s kids, let's call us 80, we was kids in the 80s, we grew up in the 80s, we was kids in the 80s, went to high school in, in, the, um, in the 90s, and, I'm sorry, went to, we went to elementary school in the 80s, went to high school in the late 80s, early 90s, went to college in the, in the 90s, the greatest, last greatest decade, it's for us, right? So thank you, your email really... <laughs> You don't even know, that shit perked me up, I was like, I've been stressed, and I was like, yo, thank God, because I mean, I know people listen, but like, you know, it's not a huge podcast, so sometimes I, like, do people listen, but it's good to know that people listen, so, the email is thanks for asking, um, podcast at gmail.com if any of the rest of y'all niggas want to write me, and, you know, suggest topics, ask me questions, respond to things I say, whatever you want to do. And, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll address it on here. I don't check the email a lot, I told y'all, but I do check it, and I checked it, and thank you. And one of the suggestions you made was to um, talk about, um, for, for the Genghis Kick se- segment, to talk about, like, the um, old styles I like to come back. And I've been, I've been wanting to do that, and I've, been, I've just been trying to figure out how to, um, how to do it, because there are actually a lot, a lot of, as y'all know, a lot of retros are coming back out now, and a lot of them are the ones I like, so, I mean, I kind of feel like a cover, but, um, and, uh, so I said all this to say, because I don't really have a whole lot of Genghis Kiss this week, it's been a slow week, I, I, I've been giving y'all a lot, and it's been a really slow week, the only ones that are coming out are the, um, them Jordan 3 Man in the Wood joints with the check, horrible, 
ugly. I hate them shits. Horrible. The Jordan, um, Air Jordan 3s are like, my so my two fit, well, it's always a go back and forth between what's the best model, the Jordan 1 or the Jordan 3. I personally think the Jordan 2 gets overlooked. I think the Jordan 2, I have the Jordan 2s. I think the Jordan 2s are really nice. I think they get overlooked because, excuse me, we're in such a hype beast thing now that like, if it ain't, if the hype beast don't jump on it, then it ain't hot. But I, but like I told y'all before, I, I have a love for, I'm not a hype beast. I have a love for sneakers. I have always had a love for sneakers. Like since I was little, I told you my mom bought me the first pair of Nikes that ever came out when I was seven. Well, she tried to buy them for me. I wanted my zips. I wanted Bobo's and she was mad, but I've always had a thing for sneakers. I've always been a tomboy. Not that I minded shoes. I just always had a thing for sneakers. I kind of grew up my, our generation. We kind of grew up with sneakers. Like I still remember when the um forums, remember when the, the Adidas forums came out. So they had them in the color. They had the Lakers colors and they had the Celtics colors. And that's what's like around, what was that, 80, 80, 81, 82, that's when sneakers first really started, they started really putting out sneakers, like, yo, we gonna put, we gonna put the sneakers that the players, um, wear out for people to wear, so I kinda grew up with sneakers, it's always been my thing, so, um, it just so happens now that it's like a hot thing, and it almost corners me, like, oh, you get knees and it make it seem like you a hype beast, so I'm like, nah, I went, when I was eight, them joints came out, and I couldn't get them because they ain't make them for kids' shoes. Or when I was 13, my dad was hating something about those boys' shoes, and I had to sneak, you know, whatever. So, um, long story short, a lot of the ones that I really liked have come out already, and I've, I've showed those to you. Not them Jordan 3s. Jordan 3s and Jordan 1s, to me, the Jordan, the first Jordans and the, and the 3s, and the twos, but the ones and the threes to me are the top, the best models of Jordans. Now, if you ask me which one I prefer between the three and the one, that would be a hard question for me, and it, it would depend. I will tell you, it depends on the outfit. But if hard pressed, the Jordan three to me is one of the most beautiful sneakers ever made. It just was perfect. It was a low top, which God bless. I played ball. I don't know how y'all playing low tops. I could barely not spray my ankle on high tops. I don't know how anybody played in the low top, but Jordan did. Well, it's like a three quarter top. They just, they're all leather, they're clean, they just, they're classic, I love them, I love them, I love them, I love them, um, and I think they're just a beautiful sneaker, like, I think they just, if you just, you can put them up against any sneaker, and they, they're just, it's just a perfect design, but, if you put me up against, if you put a gun up against my head and said, which one would you choose, I think I would have to go with the Jordan ones, only because, they come in more colors, and they look good. Now, I told y'all before, I am not, I only like sneakers in the either the original colors that they came out in or in, like, acceptable alternatives. So, in other words, acceptable alternative meaning, so, like, the Jordan 10s, they call them the taxis, the black and white joints, the, and then they, so they, when they first released those, they had the taxis, which are original, the black and white, and then they had the all-stars, the pair that Jordan wore at the all-star game that was white and red, that I have, and then they had the Carolina blue version, which was the blue ones, which I also had, I don't know where they are now, but I had them, that color, that, so that blue, it, to me, is acceptable, because that's the original color, and I like the other color, but I don't like, though, is when they take, like, the four, they do it a lot with, like, they take the floor, the four, and they'll release the four in, like, some crazy-ass color that never came out of it, so the four had the Carolina blue version also, fine, but now you got the four in, like, neon blue and yellow, like, I don't want that, like, I don't like when they do the, do the extra shit, I want the original, or, you know, an acceptable variation, and the ones, 
they do that. So they put the ones out, and they got the breads, they got the mixed toe, the um, red toe. Like, they put them out in so many acceptable, dope, dope, dope color versions. So, if I had to choose between a one and a three, even though I think the three is a perfect shoe, I think it's beautiful. I have to go with the one because it's more versatile. Because the three, you get it in the white or you get it in the black. Yeah, they put them out in all them other colors, but I just told y'all, well, I don't like them shits. Like I don't, I don't want no new, you know, these um, Justin Timberlake's uh, Man in the Woods green and brown, worn dusty shits. No, thank you. I don't want that. So I would have to go with the ones. Um, another pair that I have been waiting on forever. And still waiting on, and every now and then they come out, but they don't announce it. And I, I looked for them recently and couldn't find it. So the patent leather Adidas forums. Anybody out there, y'all know what I'm talking about? They come in low tops, they come in high tops. When they first came, actually, Nike Air Force Ones are the first ones that came out in patent leather. If y'all remember, y'all old sneaker niggas remember, they was blue. They came out in the blue patent leather. But I didn't like, I liked the Air Force Ones, but I didn't like those blue patent leathers because I didn't like the way they looked. But then Adidas came out, because Nike and Adidas been beefing for a long time. I know this new thing where, yeah, y'all think it's new, but it's not. Nike and Adidas been going back and forth for a long time. And this was one of the instances. So, that, so Adidas put their patent leather joints out, and they were blue with the white stripe. Patent leather blue, white stripe. Them joints was fire. Them Adidas patent leather joints was fire because unlike the Nike Air Force Ones, which y'all know how Air Force Ones look, they're very boxy, they're very clunky. I ain't want that shit in the patent leather. I just, I ain't like the way it looked. But them Adidas joints came out and they were slick. They were Adidas and they fit different. And them joints I had when I was little, they came out, I was in like, um, what grade was that? We was downstairs, so that was like fifth grade. Yeah, I think they came out in like fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, because my school was K to twelve, and if you was below sixth grade, you was on the bottom floor. We was on the bottom floor, so we had, and it wasn't sixth grade. It had to be. It was like fourth or fifth grade. Them, them, um, them pad leather Adidas came out, and them joints. I've been waiting. They came out because they started out in blue, then they had them in red. I didn't like the red so much. They had them in white. They got them in black. I've been waiting for them joints for months and months and months, and they will not put them out. And like, it, they'll come out every now and then, but they don't announce it. So, them blue patent leather Adidas, I've been waiting for the low tops. The high tops is alright, but I prefer the low tops. Um, then, what's another pair? The forums, period. Like the Adidas forums, if they can put the Adidas forums out in the, in the color scheme, in the, in the number of color schemes that they put out, the um the Boost or any of these other ones, because Adidas Forums, they used to have, all they, so they had Detroit colors, they had um, Celtics colors, Lakers colors, Sixers colors, like any team you could imagine, they got the Forums in them colors. They had them, and they used to be easy to find. Now, it's like, um, I seen the dude get on a train today, he had some suede Knicks colors. So, well, no, they wasn't Knicks, they was like a, a burnt orange with blue, but they were suede. They was old and beat up because he was a white dude, but still, I seen them. They was nice, and I was looking like, yo, them them joints is tight, right? Even in a fucked up white boy phase. But if they can come back, I've been waiting for those. I want them I want them to do, they've been releasing all the, you know, the shell tops and the all-stars and the pro-stars. That's cool. Re-release them forums, man. Just put out a full run of colors of the forum. Put out the classic Celtics colors. Put out the, the um, Lakers colors. Put out Detroit put out, um, San Antonio, like, all, just all the colors, put them out, I've been waiting for them joints, I love me a forum, 
I don't like these new boots and these Yeezys, but I like a lot of Adidas and no, and, and, and them forums is dope. I've been waiting because, again, when um, the sneaks first started, it was the Converse. So it was the Converse, um, what was them joints called? Superstar? I don't remember. the com- Y'all know what I'm talking about, though. Um, Magic had his yellow and golds, and, and, and um, Bird had the green joint. The, the Celtics was just like a real dark, it was like black. And um, they were Converse. And back in the day, Converse was not cool. Like you could wear the, the canvas Converse, but what, I mean, people wore them. But I, me, let me speak for myself. I ain't want no Converse. So I was like, ah, they all right. But I ain't wearing no fucking Converse. But then right after, Adidas came. Like, oh, here we go. Adidas came hitting them in the head with the same color. And that's when I was like, yes, yes, I will wear Adidas. So if y'all could release them forums, Adidas, anybody listening to me out there, if y'all could do a run on them for, forums, get some pastels. I don't know whatever y'all want to do, do it. I, I, I'm ready, I have my dollar, my coin ready, um, yeah, so, those, I'm trying to think what else, I mean, it's hard, because pretty much, they've been releasing a lot of older, older stuff, um, they, the Reeboks that's been released right now, the workouts and shit that's out, dope, um, Reeboks had they run, um, then they kind of fell off, but they back now, but I remember Reeboks took over, like, for a minute, it wasn't, we, people wasn't wearing nothing but Reeboks, Nike couldn't go nowhere, Adidas couldn't go nowhere, unless they was Jordan, it was all Reebok. Um, but then it got played out. Um, let me see. I, I had to think some more on it, but I, 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 you know, those two for sure. And, um, oh, it's a couple, it's a couple, um, oh, and I've been waiting for the black, um, Stan Smiths to come out. They came out and then they went away. I like the Stan Smiths. I'm waiting for the black ones to come out with the boost. So I know y'all had, y'all could restock those, but it's a pair of Nikes, like the first pair of leather Nikes. So, this is the best way I can explain them. I don't know what they were called, but somebody gonna know what I'm talking about. So they kind of, so y'all know how the Cortez looks, the night, the upper of the Cortez, not, not the, um, sole with the spikes, but the upper of the Cortez. The first pair of nights came out, had the upper of the Cortez, but they were leather. They were all, they were tennis joints. So they were leather and they had a tennis sole. They didn't have that, that Cortez sole, but they were leather. They had a tennis sole. They were white. They had a blue stripe. Those was like the first pair of Nikes that ever came out. I don't know what they're called. I have not seen them since, but they can bring them joints back. I, I would be very happy. They're not, not the Stan Smiths. They got some Nikes that look like Stan Smiths with a stripe. Not those. These are, these were tennis Nikes, but they had the court, the upper. It was just like the Cortez with the, with the, um, wedge on the toe and just playing with a white stripe, but it was leather, it was white leather, and they had a blue stripe, and they had just a regular plain white tennis sole. I've been waiting for them to re-release, they look a little bit like the um, Reebok court joints, but they was Nike. I've been waiting for them to release them joints forever, and I ain't seen them, and I don't know, I might not see them, but I remember them joints, because I had them, and they was really dope, and they nice summer, they nice low-cut summer joints, you put on with your little shorts and your t-shirt, and you know, swag it out. So yeah, that's, um, Genghis Kicks, I do have, actually I don't have a whole bunch, but I have a couple pair for y'all um, that I'm gonna put up, so one, and are they both, let me think, are they both girl shoes? No um, one is an Air Max 97 I told y'all I don't really like the 97s that much but these are like a um, red and gray um, pair that are kind of dope, so I'll put them up for y'all, and then there's like this, I told y'all, I don't know, the color for spring must be this coral color because they got some Cortez suede women joints that are coral that are actually kind of dope, that I'm going to put up for y'all, and then, um, I guess y'all went out and got them, um, what are these things called, these, um, Air Max 97, the, 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 
was it Weatherspoon joints, the corduroy joints with different colors on them? I seen LeBron with them. I don't like these joints. I, I mean, if they were leather, I would get them, but this corduroy is trash to me. But I guess y'all went out and got them joints because they sold out and everybody was showing them on the gram. And God bless, I don't, I don't like them joints. I, I like leather shoes, or that's why I don't like the Jordan 11s. Everybody loved the lens. I think they're trash because them joints, what is that shit? That shit is made out of like neoprene and what who fuck out of here man give me my shit in suede leather or or fly knit if it gotta be fly knit but i don't i don't want that that cheap shit and then corduroy that shit is cheap and it ain't gonna wear well it's gonna your toe gonna be all fucked up whatever y'all god bless y'all like it i love it but i ain't i ain't like them joints and i ain't want them but i guess y'all went out and got them um all right yeah so that's this week's episode thanks for asking episode 145 um i'm kells at kmgz um, thank y'all, yo, thank y'all for listening on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever y'all listen at. Please, um, rate me, like me, give me all the stars. I appreciate it. Tell your friends, retweet. I got more follows. I got more listeners. I see y'all. Um, follow me on Twitter. The, follow me on Twitter at KMGZ. And also follow the podcast, uh, please, on Twitter at thanks underscore for asking. My shit over there is real scarce to make it look like I don't got no friends. So, just follow me over there, I don't, you know, I post the episodes, they come up, as soon as they post, as soon as I upload it, it comes up there fresh, um, yeah, so follow me over there, thanks y'all for listening, again, um, did I say it, yeah, I did, thanks for asking, um, podcast, gmail.com, y'all can send me emails, I promise you, I will get back to you, it might not be right away, but I will respond, um, alright, I don't know what the title of this is gonna be, um, again, once again, Oh, damn. I almost forgot. I got one more thing. Who bit Beyonce? Dog. That was hilarious. First of all, I didn't believe that story. I mean, I not that I thought Tiff was lying, but I was just like, yo, everybody was drunk. They probably exaggerating. Like, ain't nobody. Who tried to bite Beyonce on their face? Um, and I knew it wasn't like no vicious bite. I knew what they meant because, you know, duh. But I just was like, I do not believe that nobody got close enough to put their mouth on Beyonce. But then when I saw that it, you know, it was confirmed, then, you know, I was jokes, but I really thought, in my initial thought, I swear to God, y'all see it on the tweets, I said it was probably saying Nalathan. Because I knew that when Tiff told the story, she said that Beyonce said, oh, she on drugs, she don't even really act like that. So then it was somebody that she knew. And plus I just knew it wasn't going to be no random, because what random is going to get, Julius ain't going to let no random get close enough to Beyonce to put they mouth on her, it had to be somebody that she really knew, and fuck with like that to be that close to her, and there's pictures of Sena in Beyonce's face before, and I just heard things, I ain't gonna say what, but I have heard things from reliable sources so I knew that it was her, I just was like, I bet you would say nah, I knew it wasn't nobody white cause again, I don't know what, it might have been Gwyneth, I was joking, it wasn't Gwyneth I was like, I just don't see no random white girl getting close enough to Beyonce. I don't see nobody getting close. You know, Julius, nine-foot ass, be fucking jettisoning people off the side of buildings and walking on the bottom of the ocean and carry boo. Like, it wasn't, I knew it had to be somebody she knew. Um, I think it's funny because I bet you say Nah Lathan sticks her chest out every time because Jay got the Sunset Line flying and said, Nah Lathan, you know she got to come around. Like, yeah, bitch. Because, I, I mean, why not? It's funny. Right? So, <laughs> I knew it was her. I knew it was her. I knew it was her. Um, so, 
I mean, I guess it's been sort of confirmed. TMZ said that people have said it would say nah. Y'all swear TMZ don't know nothing. Now, I know T, I don't vouch for TMZ on the gospel side. I mean, usually right, but they have, you know, it's gossip. But I don't vouch for them like I do when it's somebody has died or somebody has got arrested or somebody's in the hospital because I know that they pay them people enough money for them to get on them tips and that's how they be finding that shit out. And that girl that, that sold them pictures of Rihanna got fired, but I take it that she, they paid her enough to make it worth her losing her job and I've heard that they did so when it comes to that side of it I, I know that they the information be solid because they pay people the gossip I don't know so much how that work but I I mean they tend to be accurate I, I can't remember too many times where they were not accurate on the gossip side either so when they when they said it was I was like I knew it I just thought that shit was funny and I think that the reaction of the high to me I don't know this is why y'all whack to me because to me, that was a funny story. To me, that's a story that anybody else would have... The, the, the hashtag was who bit Beyonce. It was funny. Everybody, I saw all kind. I saw um, L Magazine, Daily News. Everybody had caught on to a who bit Beyonce. It was like a little fun investigation. Everybody was having fun with it. To me, that's something as an artist you would try to play into or at least not, you know, try to shut down. And I'm not saying she didn't. I don't know. But the hive, oh my God, I'm... Tiffany gonna scare her career, I want Tiffany to win, listen, you fucking dummies, let me explain something to you, I understand that Beyonce is a huge recording artist, but record industry and Hollywood ain't the same thing, just cause you can pull somebody's records that don't work with her in the recording industry, that don't mean you got pulled in Hollywood, okay, Tiffany Haddish is a Hollywood star, she is a money maker, she is a box office smash, she is it, Beyonce cannot shut down nothing for Tiffany Haddish, okay, not in the movie business, maybe if she wanna make a mixtape, she can ixnay that, but she can't shut, Beyonce can barely get, she got casted in Lion, um, The Lion King and an ensemble cast, that's great, but she ain't, she can't get, get in movies her damn self, not like Tiff can, so I don't know who y'all think she calling up on the Hollywood Sony gate, yeah, excuse me, I need you to not put Tiff in movies, huh? Who, what? Okay, Beyonce, sure, click, like, come on, she cannot shut down Tiffany's career, um, number one, I don't know if she knew Tiffany was saying it or not, but I just think the response that, oh, you gotta, that's why you gotta have people sign the NDAs, why? That's a fun story, that shows that your girl is not a robot, not boring, like we all think she is, and y'all just refuse to admit like that shows, hey, she got a sense of you actually, I didn't believe the story, cause I was like, wait, she just walked off, she didn't do nothing but that's also how I knew was saying nah, I was like, okay, it gotta be somebody that she can't flex on like that, and she was just like, you know what, I'm gonna cause Sena Lathan, her dad stands Lathan is kind of, is really a big deal, like her dad is a very well known, and did a lot of like, um, classic TV series in Hollywood, so he's kind of a name, and I mean, say is a name herself, but I mean, she ain't you know, she ain't like no big superstar, but she's known, but her dad is very powerful so I knew it was somebody that she couldn't flex on like that she couldn't send Julius to just kick them out so I was like, ah, it, it probably had to be somebody of that stature but yeah, y'all sound dumb. Beyonce can't shut down no Tiffany Haddish career. So sorry. It's it's not. It's not for corner industry. What's she gonna do? Call up Paolo the Don and be like, hey, you know I mean, you know what I mean? Like it don't make no sense. Tiffany Haddish makes is a multi million dollar hit right now. Ain't nobody taking no opportunities away from her for for no damn Beyonce. Okay, y'all be delusional as fuck. All right. Um, Beyonce is out there trying to get in movies her damn self, and she's in The Lion King, and that's good, and we see her, she can't act for shit, maybe she can take some lessons, I done seen them other movies, sis cannot act, okay, at all, she, not even Tyler Perry level, the last I saw, perhaps she's been working on it, we gonna see, but, um, no, but I just thought it was funny, 
who bit Beyonce. I just, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was Saint Olive, and something just told it was flying in Saint Olive. I was like, that's her. Uh, you know, I heard, I've heard allegedly that she likes the women's, and it's funny to me because you know Lena Waithe gave her her little speech about how people need to come out and stop faking the funk, and it's like, who is she talking to? She's talking to a lot of people that y'all really don't probably know she's talking to, but I, listen, I was out in LA for about four years, I got, I, I you know, I made some, I made some, let's say, the, I didn't make a lot of connections, like, I ain't big baller, but I mean, I, I did make some, I did meet people and make some connections that are, that are important people and that know things and that I can, you know, not that they gossip, but they say, they tell me things in confidence, so, you know, I'm not telling you those, but it's just, when you out there and you're around the, pe- the right people, if you in the right circles, things get said and you know that it's accurate because of the people who are saying them and the circles that you are in, like these is not just little randoms saying bullshit, they not even gossiping, they just talking regular, like yo, you know, so-and-so girl, she was at so-and-so tripping again, or with the old girl again, you know, just talking regular, like, not like they trying to tell no news, but just like saying conversation, so I hear things, and I know certain things about and that was one of the, that was, that's been the rumor for a long time, and, excuse me, and so, I just knew it was her, and I just think it's funny, I think that is, I can, I, I wish somebody, like, I just, like, the person who witnessed that had to be like, what the fuck, like, and then I knew it was her, because, I mean, I confirmed it was her when she gave that OJ, like, denial, I was like, she denied it, I was like, she denied it, like, OJ denied it, I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I had did it, that's what, that she was like, I ain't bite Beyonce, but if I did, it would be a love bite, like, that, you better, like, I knew, I was like, okay, it was you, like, I knew it was you, because who says that, you would have either not said nothing, but I guess you had to say something, because niggas was like, the beehive was putting bees on, you know how they do, so I guess she had to say one, but she could have just been like, it wasn't me, don't be ridiculous, and left it at that, like a couple other people did, the, um, some white girl was like, I did not bite Beyonce, I would, I couldn't even get close enough to bite Beyonce, which, facts, but when she was like, but if I did, it would be, I was like, uh-huh, I know, mm-hmm, that was Sena, I knew it was, and I was joking around, it was Gwyneth, but I knew, I, I had a feeling it was Sena, Sena Lathan, fine as shit though, um, God bless her, um, yeah, alright, so now, that's the end, sorry, I, I would have been remiss if I had missed that, so I've been waiting all day to talk about that, I thought that shit was hilarious, alright y'all, so, I already gave y'all the outro, so I'll see y'all next week, peace.